Hello, everyone. Thank you, MBAs, for joining us, our most valuable artists uh, who are protecting themselves, their clients, and their kits. This is another series of Behind the Brush. We have a special guest again today. I'm Devon, founder of Sanitation Conversation. Sani Combo trains and certifies artists in health grade sanitation. Our program is science-based and artist approved. And this is our Behind the Brush series where we talk to established professionals in the cosmetic and makeup industries to gain insight on their perspective on sanitation and also who they are behind the brush. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Rachel Lusk. And let's see if we, yep, she's on it. Let's see. Join us. And hopefully Instagram doesn't go out this time. So, hi. hi. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Are you safe? I know last time we had to cancel oh, because of the fires. Yeah. So, the fire nearest to me, we were close to being evacuated for like a week. I just left everything in the car. We were just kind of on constant alert for um, evacuation. But they finally, um, just the other day, got it all under control. It's fully contained now, I think. Um, so now we're just hopefully, fingers crossed, no more fires. But we're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. How frightening. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine the emotional roller coaster. I mean, we're already on COVID and all this craziness. And then on top of that, you have to worry about a forest fire. Exactly. And I had um, one of my first, like real weddings was that weekend so I'm like packing my house packing my you know everything I need my dogs and I'm like oh my gosh I have to pack my kit like yeah make sure that everything was ready to go but it well, was let me for yeah let me formally introduce you so this is Rachel Lusk and she's a big supporter of sanitation conversation thank you so much for that I know oh, you really course. believe in what it is that we do and you're based in Napa Valley right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you specialize in luxury hair and makeup for brides. Yes, correct. Yeah. And they also do some uh, commercial. commercial mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And so we know your Instagram is filled with amazing kit setups, uh, ideas for depotting, sanitation tips. We love that. So it's super exciting to mm. talk with you today because you are your own advocate for sanitation and we love that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You guys inspire me too. I mean, our whole community, I feel like has just really rallied around the concept of um, being, you know, safe and sanitary as we should have always been. So um, we just have a really great community and I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your time <clears throat> and rescheduling. I know of course. last time, um, you know, because of what was going on. So thank you for carving out more time to be with us. We surely oh, appreciate it. Of course. Happy to be here. Great. Um, so tell us, Rachel, who is Rachel Lusk behind the brush? So I have been doing hair and makeup since 2006. Um, so it'll be coming up on 15 years of being uh, a licensed hair and makeup artist in February. February. Um, 
And yeah, so I'm based in Napa here in California. I work in bridal. Um, my demographic, I would say my ideal client is definitely more in the higher end luxury market. Um, but uh, yeah, so I do a lot of bridal in the summer. And then I'm also agency represented here in the Bay Area. Um, I do a lot of commercial, I do a ton of beauty. Um, I really just do whatever pays me, you know, I just work <laughs> in whatever I can. Yeah. Um, I don't really do a whole lot of like special effects. I feel like that is just something that is so far beyond me. Um, yeah, I sure. can't even comprehend, but, um, I guess my whole reason behind being such a stickler for, um, you know, sanitation and, you know, just being your, the, your most careful self when you are doing someone else's makeup is because I got a terrible infection in my face right here when I went to a um, beauty counter to get my makeup done for an event. Um, so ever since then, I've just kind of been more uh, intrigued to be, not intrigued, but more inclined to be. Was that before be, your career? Was that before um, That career? was right at the start. So it was right after I had graduated. I was going to a wedding and then I went to, to a counter to go get my makeup done. And um, I just got a big old infection right in this area here. So it was um, pretty, pretty scary. Um, and ever since then, I've just always been really um, thoughtful about sanitation. I mean, in beauty school, we've always been taught to be very sanitation centered. Um, but so that's my reasoning behind, um, you know, being extra careful. I would never want that to happen to anybody under my watch so yeah that's pretty but, awful and so did it did it uh scar it did i have um it's almost like a little hole it just looks like a very large pore but the infection went pretty deep into my skin it took months to heal um and it was pretty painful so it's not yeah. something i would ever want anyone to experience <laughs> absolutely not yeah. so are you originally from napa no, so I'm from Orange County, California. Um, I went to Marinello School of Beauty in Huntington Beach. That's where I lived up until I was 21, uh, 22 almost. And um, then I moved to Paso Robles. I lived there for seven or eight years, did some traveling, and then now we're in Napa. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, what a great place to be. Outside of the fires, what a great place yes. to be. <laughs> yeah. So tell us your stance on sanitation before COVID. So some people definitely have, you know, some artists have really amped things up since COVID mm -hmm. um, and had good sanitation, but not quite, you know, what they're embracing now. What was your stance? So before COVID, I was very paint by numbers. Like I knew what I had to do in order to stay sanitary. Um, you know, things like spraying 70% alcohol and sharpening and disinfecting your pencils and, you know, keeping your area clean, keeping your mouth and nose clean, not working when sick. Um, things like that, just the basic things that were taught in beauty school. We implemented that, you know, as as you would in a normal in a normal world. Right. And I would say that my standards before COVID were a little bit above average but definitely not to the degree um, that we are experiencing right now, just because there's so much unknown in right. regards to COVID and how it's transmitted. 
you know, we've known how to deal with things like pink eye and um, herpes and staph and all of that. We've known about all that for so long. Right. So we've kind of adapted our practices to that. Um, whereas with COVID, there's just so much unknown and so much we don't know about it. So I would say my standards were pretty high before, but they're definitely more, um, a little bit more intense now. Okay. Tell us what, um, what was the most important thing you learned in the past few months in regards to sanitation and getting back to work? I think just as it relates to the pandemic, there was just so much that we hadn't thought about and that I hadn't thought about in regards to going back to work. So when it was time to start putting those wheels in motion, I had to think really outside the box of what was, you know, what was asked of me before, you know, and the basic type of sanitation, things like that. And which is why I'm so grateful for our community that we have with, you know, everybody talking about sanitation right now. Um, I had to look at every single possibility. So in what way could touching a pencil or touching a brush, what way could that transmit something to the client? How would touching an eyeshadow transmit something potentially to a client? So there was so much to think about that it actually at one point became so overwhelming that I wanted to step back and be like, you know what, this just isn't for me right now. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't handle the stress. What if I'm the reason that someone gets super sick? So I think I had to take a little bit of a, a glance back and then just do a bunch of research to figure out what other artists are doing. So in that, I found that transmission from touching things is pretty high. So I had to then think to myself, okay, in what ways can I cut that back? So things like um, non-porous um, containers and non-porous bags, you know, things like, you know, not using towels, like all those little things that have been so ingrained in our minds as, okay, this is kind of the standard of what we do. And yeah. then having to go back and change all of that has been, um, it's been a very long process, but I finally feel now that I'm kind of in a place where I'm confident and comfortable in my application and in the working process. Um, but it's definitely been laborious. Um, I think everyone can agree that it's been very yeah. tedious um, but it's now worth it because I no longer feel that sense of dread. I mean, it's always stressful, but I don't feel that sense of dread and that sense of sense of worry. Like, Oh, I don't want to do this today. Or I feel stressed yeah. out or I'm scared. Um, and I so definitely what, feel confident. What, you're a uh, bridal artist. So I know a lot of our um, viewers, our followers are doing bridal makeup. So what is the protocol for you there in Napa? Are you having to wear, you know, what are, what are you wearing as far as PPE? And is there anything, any regulations that you have to follow? So there's no regulations for specific for makeup applications. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have everything in the state of California. Everything's sort of under this umbrella of personal services. So what I have kind of gauged, what I'm doing personally for me, I gauged that on what the CDC has said and the salon guidelines and then aesthetic guidelines. So for me, when I go to work, I wear just my normal clothes. 
and then I bring a change of clothes to change into before I get into my car. Um, I wear a KN KN95 mask covered by a disposable um, surgical mask. I wear my glasses and I wear a face shield. Wow. And then if I bring gloves, you know, the CDC says the best thing you can do is wash your hands, but I bring gloves for the client who says, can you please wear gloves? Right. I just feel like gloves can sometimes create a lot of constant um, uh, cross-contamination. So I'm just rigorous about washing my hands, sanitizing, just, you know, being extra careful, keeping my nails really short, clean. I get a manicure as often as I can um, and just do my best to keep my eyes, mouth, and face covered. Have you changed um, how you're doing bridal parties, like only having one person in the room or only yeah. limiting yourself to the bride or how are yes. you handling that? So fortunately, many of my brides have rescheduled into 2021. Um, there are some that have kept to doing intimate ceremonies. So I've been fortunate for a majority of them. It's just the bride. Um, but once all of this kind of came to fruition with the pandemic, I sent out amendments for my contract to all of my brides from next week to 2021, 2022, because we really don't know how long this is going to last. Um, and basically it says, while I'm working, the only person that can be in the room, I don't care if the room is 100 feet big or six feet or it's a hotel room, the person who's getting their makeup done and myself, that is all. Because mm -hmm. I am, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. My immune system is not what it used to be. Um, so I can't run the risk of being around multiple people, having photographers come and get right super close to me. Um, it's just too risky for me. And I, I, I haven't had a single person say, oh, that's, that's not fair. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Everyone's been really responsive. But I've laid out the, <clears throat> excuse me, out the guidelines of, only one person at a time. I need time before and after. The timeline's going to have to change a little bit so I have time to sanitize in between clients. Um, it's a very restricted area. No one could come in. The photographer can come in when it's the bride's turn, but they yes. have to stay eight feet away. They have to wear a mask and kind of be respectful of the space that I'm in. Um, but like I said, everyone's been super respectful you know, respectful and responsive to that. So I feel yeah. super lucky, but that's going, I'm keeping those policies in place into 2021 at my discretion. Cause we really don't know how long this will last. Yeah. So if you had the choice to take a break, I'm going to guess that you would, but because, yes. of, um, you know, this is your income, yeah. um, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am so lucky to have a very supportive husband um, when our industry was kind of at a standstill and it was, we didn't have and here in California salons and personal services were like the bottom of the totem pole. So we're the last ones to open and the first ones to close. Should there be any spiking cases? Sure. So I was going to my husband and saying, should I, you know, go back to working with, with, you know, with kids? Should I go back to bartending? Should I go back to serving? Like, what should I do? Should I work at a restaurant? Should I go become a barista? Like, I just wasn't sure what to do because my industry was completely locked down. It was completely closed. Yeah. And so um, I'm so lucky to have a supportive husband who was like, no, you're not going to go work with the public. You're going to 
stay put, we'll be just fine. You know, we're, I'm very fortunate in that regard to not be the main breadwinner. But um, now actually having worked and having been regularly going on set and taking bridal parties and things like that, I would not mind another two month break. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was it was definitely um, a nice break because we were full, we didn't have a reason why we were slacking off or not you know being effective or efficient in our work. We had to, so um, yeah, I, we had to stay home. Although I feel like I worked three times as hard, but yeah. Um, anyways, well, that is really great insight. What piece of advice would you leave for the viewers? that you found most helpful for getting back to work, especially for your industry. So we talked to a lot of industry professionals that are on film sets, um, which is really a completely different beast, right? So mm -hmm. tell me what you would want to share as far as our freelance artists, our commercial artists, our bridal artists, um, that you feel is most helpful. So for those of you who own your own business and you are working as a bridal artist, um, the most important thing I can tell you is review your contract and ensure that it is ironclad to whatever policy it is that you want to enforce. So if you now moving forward want to ensure that you're the only person in the room that people need to wear masks, that they need to keep six to 10 feet away from you, that you need to work outside, whatever your working conditions are, ensure that those are in your contract, have them reviewed by an attorney to make sure that they're ironclad. Um, the same can be said for your force majeure, for your cancellation policy. Just be sure that all of your policies are crystal clear and that your bride understands them and that they are non-negotiable. So if someone walks into your room where you're working, they're not wearing a mask, you can say, it is in my contract, you must wear a mask, please put this mask on or please go get your mask, whatever it may be. Um, some people might not like that. They don't have to have their hair and makeup done. Makeup is a luxury, it's not a right. You don't have to be there for them. You're there because you want to be there. So it's important that that level of communication and respect is there with your bride and your bridal party. Yeah. Um, and lastly, that's a, that's a great piece of advice for sure. Yeah. And lastly, don't beat yourself up and don't be too hard on yourself and don't freak yourself out. If you feel like your policies aren't good enough or your setup's not good enough, or you're not being sanitary enough, you cannot be completely sterile. In this yeah. field, it's impossible to be sterile. We can do all the right things. Well, we always the use the word mitigate, right? Yes, because yes. We just wanna do our very best and just know that as long as you're trying and you're following the sanitation guidelines from somewhere like Sanitation Conversation, as long as you're doing those things, you're doing your very best. So. Yeah. Just remember not to beat yourself up. Don't get so scared of this that you want to almost walk away like I did. Um, yeah. And just give yourself some grace. And um, remember, you love what you do and that right now it's it's only temporary. Yeah. Don't get discouraged, for sure. We would lose way too much talent. Yes. Um, so we have a question before we part ways. Do you follow up prior to the wedding to ensure you have the space provided? 
Yes. So what I do is I send out with the amendment, I sent out recommendations. Like if you're in a hotel, you know, book a separate room or ask if you can use one of their ballroom spaces. I feel like everyone is being very accommodating to the fact that people want to social distance. So hotels are willing to let, you know, additional spaces be used yeah. for things like that. Um, but yeah, so I do send out a, a guideline with the amendment. Um, and then I follow up just to make sure, just a little check in like, hey, how's everything going? How are you doing? Like, just want to make sure, you know, um, when I get there, I don't want to cause any extra, any extra stress. Just want to make sure that we're all set up. Please let us know where we'll be, what room we'll be in, things like that. Just to make it very, um, like I'm catering to her experience. Sure. Because I don't want to show up on the day and be like, ooh, this room is too small, you know, yeah. and it's just I, I about making it about them. Yeah. I mean, there's no redoing. The bride's already having a hard time with all these limitations. So I exactly. would feel the same. I would want that hammered out. That's great advice. Yeah. So hopefully our artists that are freelance and commercial and bridal uh, will take you up on some of this. Um, I, I love the couple of things you shared. I love getting to know you a little bit more. Uh, I appreciate your time, of course. And of course. we have a special for anybody who's listening, um, they get $25 off for being a part of our Behind the Brush series. So they can use BT BTB25, and Jen will put it in our um, in the comments. But we always like to um, provide something for the, the loyal supporters and listeners to all of the Behind the Brush series. Another great time today with Rachel Lusk. We're so lucky to have you. Thank um, you. Be careful. And Thank you. You too keep the industry accountable. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye.